Are you ready to eliminate your credit card processing fees? Visit www.pairpayments.com and use code Jake for $250 Visa gift card when you join today. Hey, what's up everybody out there? Welcome to Under Pressure Podcast, where we are going to be discussing business and all things under pressure. Today I have with me Nicholas Stainsby. Nicholas is the owner and founder of White Clean Window Cleaning, and they're out of Calgary, Canada. Man, that's a ways away from me in Texas. So <laughs> welcome, Nick. Hey, happy to be here. Yeah, so glad you could be here today. So Nick, uh, Nick and I met at uh, the IWCA in Las Vegas at the convention. Um, when was that? Was that late January? Yeah, late January. Late January. Nick and I met there and he came to a couple uh, speeches from Bergflow. And we got to hang out and do like a cool pub crawl and all kinds of crazy stuff while we were there uh and it was a really awesome time and uh nick just uh got back from one of the trainings we also put on uh and that was here in texas and Denton. so it was really exciting having nick come down and join us uh at bird flow with for for the pivot point training and nick has has been like a world traveler as of late like he comes all the way to texas and comes to that training and goes back and then he was at vegas so uh what 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 was going on in vegas man yeah so the latest time in vegas i was just there was for a christmas light uh, conference clipicon and uh yeah that was it was a little smaller than the iwca but it was it was great um it was actually on the new strip so when we were at the iwca it was on the old strip so i got mm-hmm. the both of them um, too many days so this year for sure. So I think I'm all <laughs> biggest out. But uh, hoping to do a few more little events and conferences this year because it's nice to be able to get back moving around and seeing some faces and stuff. We all been cooped up for too long, so especially up here in yeah. Canada, it's a little harder. So yeah, yeah, that's what I noticed, and we talked about that. Like when uh, when the IWCA conference, it was like like every other person I spoke with seemed like they were from from Canada, which was really cool. It was, uh, and we had a great time. It was like, I was surrounded by a bunch of really awesome Canadians and, and that was a lot of fun. So. Absolutely, yeah, sure. <clears throat> All right, Nick. Uh, so we're going to get into you. We're going to talk about you and we're also going to talk about, cause you know, we just mentioned like you're, you're doing this traveling and you're taking these trainings. So, uh, here in a little bit, we're going to discuss some of that cause that is fascinating. And, all of these other business owners need to know that. So let's get into you though, man. Like, so where did you grow up? Yeah. So born and raised in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Um, yeah, just, you know, grew up skateboarding and, uh, window cleaning. I'm a fourth generation window cleaner. So I started cleaning windows when I was like 12, 13 years old. Um, yeah, really just haven't really moved from Canada or Calgary. Just, been here ever since started my own company 12 years ago so it's been uh it's been great honestly love love calgary i I don't know if i'll ever leave like i like to travel but coming home is always so good so it's always so nice being back that's awesome awesome home home is where the heart is what they say and 
you've got a, sounds like you got a great business there. So that's, that's fantastic. No reason to leave other than to visit, but uh, we enjoyed you visiting. So uh, tell me about educational background. What, uh, what kind of background do you have on that? Yeah. So I, you know, I don't think I did too well in school. I definitely didn't do too well in school. I uh, was always late and uh, did some continuing education, did about half a semester of that. And then after that, I started working for one of my family members for window cleaning. Again, I worked from on and off for years. And uh, yeah, after, after working with him and seeing the opportunities in his business, I just kind of wanted to start my own right away. So I was 19 when I started my business, but didn't really have too much of an educational background, really. I did come from a family of entrepreneurs, though. So, yeah, like I said, my uh, great grandpa was a window cleaner. And so I'm fourth generation and um, his uh, all of his kids did window cleaning as well. So I've got cousins in England that still do windows. And then my mom's side, uh, her family was like, into fabric and selling fabric they had like a street called Sapero street and every single store was one of my family members <laughs> and they all sold the same thing so they're all competing against each other so <laughs> as i was growing up i was seeing all the all these people run businesses and i was like okay you know i could run a business i don't really want to go to school so that's yeah don't have much of an educational background well that's cool though so so let me get this straight uh, just so everyone's clear on that, uh, Nick here, who is a successful business owner, doesn't have an educational background, really. So you guys need to understand, like, uh, and this is important for them, Nick, because we're going to talk about training and stuff like that here in a little bit. But uh, so, so many times people just believe, like, you've got to go to college and you're going to have to go and do all these things, spend all this money on some kind of big fancy education in order to go out and start your business. But that's not the case. And granted, you grew up around some entrepreneurs, so you learned some of that. But that stuff can be learned uh, in other atmospheres, and that can be learned on the job. Uh, so I think it's fantastic that you took that knowledge from these generations that, that you grew up in and grew up around and made that decision to go and be, be an entrepreneur. Yeah, for sure. I always joke around and say, like, from watching them, I kind of like learned what not to do. Um, yeah. well, you know, now, like, <laughs> now I'm really trying to be the best that I can for sure. That's awesome. I can see that, man, because you're like all about trying to learn and soak in this knowledge. So that's good. So, so let's take a step. I, I mean, I know, like, so you grew up around all these entrepreneurs, but really, like, probably could have just taken that skill and stuff and you could have moved into a business and kind of been a part of their say leadership team or working for someone else and making good money, but not having to put up with the headache of operating a business. So why, why be an entrepreneur? Why do that? Well, I, I guess the main reason, like when I was younger, I, uh, used to always like going door to door and like cleaning up leaves or like asking people if I could do their snow. So I kind of had that like spirit of like, just go out and get it. But the main reason was when I was working for my family member there, um, I guess it was doubt. They like, I was working for them and I was like, Hey, we should do these changes. We should, we should do this. We should do that. And they're like, no, no, no. Get back out in the field. Like 
back to work. And I'm like, after a few times, I was like, you know what? We, we got into a little bit of an argument. And I, I was like, you know, I'm just going to go out and start my own. And they were like, well, started listing off all the other guys that I knew that worked there. Because I, I, I worked there for a long time. Like, I started probably working on and off when I was 13, 12, 13, and then up to when I was 19. So I knew the guys coming in and out. And when I was actually really young, I was working in the office, like probably 10. So I'm pretty good with numbers. So I was like doing the data entry and stuff. But anyway, so he's just naming off the guys who work for him, who didn't make it. Like they started their company. They, they ended up failing and coming back. They started their company. They failed and came back. He's like, you won't be able to do it. And I was like, well, I took off my shirt and I threw it. I was like, well, watch me. And I had like a couple grand in the bank account, not anything crazy. And uh, yeah, I walked home shirtless that day. I didn't have a car. Um, and I was like, yeah, all right, I'm going to do this. And then my mom, she actually, for my 20th birthday, because I was just turning 20, she got me incorporated. So I got incorporated. And uh, and then, yeah, my next problem was like, I need to find a vehicle. I need to start, like, I need to get to making some money here and figure this thing out. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we actually started... The first few jobs we did, we posted on something called Kijiji. I don't know if you guys have that down there, but it's just like a Craigslist. Um, we got one job, and the guy actually had no arms, and he was selling his house. So we cleaned all of his windows, and then the neighbor came over, and she's like, oh, can you clean my windows? And so we did her house. The lady walking her dog came by, and we're, like, talking to her, and she's like, oh, yeah, I just live down there. Yeah, come clean my windows, too. So we went to clean her windows. And it was me and my friend, and we kind of were going to start cleaning or like a business together and um yeah we both didn't have a car so his dad was just driving us and dropping us at jobs <laughs> but on this day it was like two o'clock and he was like oh i'm done i can't work anymore and i was like come on we got to keep going we got to get more jobs to see how much we can do on our first day and and uh he was like out of it he didn't want to go around anymore so that kind of fell off pretty quick because then it became winter and i had to get a job because i didn't want to do snow removal i had too many nightmares of like <laughs> when i was a kid getting pulled out of school to do to do snow for like 18 hours i was like yeah no i don't want to do that so <laughs> and then the next year i was like oh i'm not working with that guy and started up by myself yeah nice started simple hey that's you know and there's a lot of the guys that i talk to on a regular basis that's that's kind of their story i mean <clears throat> just starting out very basic most guys out there <clears throat> as we always kind of called it like or I hear it reference truck in a truck, you know, it's, it's, it's Nick, Nick and a sob or whatever <laughs> you were driving at the time, you know, but, but that's the reality, right? Sometimes you just got to have like very simple equipment and you start out simple and you've got to go out there and just, and just hustle. And it sounds like that's exactly what you were doing. Yeah. That's awesome. I actually stole my, my equipment from my uncle. Um, I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm taking this. I don't even care. He just like took it with me. Um, so I had that, which, which, I mean, that's all you really need. Most customers would like have ladders and stuff. So <laughs> just use their stuff. Yeah. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Hey, that got to do what you got to do to get it done. And, you know, as long as you're doing a good job, I think that's, that's what matters, you know, and that's that customer satisfaction. So, uh, so you're doing a lot of those jobs yourself. Uh, so you can kind of give me the rundown here and everyone else. So obviously things have changed a little bit for you, Nick. So 
You're, you're yeah. no longer uh, getting rides to jobs and yeah. using people's equipment clearly. Uh, so tell us, how's this structure changed from now, from then until now? Yeah, it's like unrecognizable. Absolutely. Like, uh, like thinking back, like as I was thinking about this podcast, just talking about going back that far, it's crazy to think how far we've come and, you know, from system standpoint, having nothing to what we have right now is just, it's, it's night and day difference. So at the beginning, I really had nothing. I didn't know much at all. And it took me a while to realize that I didn't really know that much. <laughs> but then once I became hungry for, for, um, for growth and for learning and, and all that stuff, that's when my business really started to grow. And uh, I started getting passionate about developing other people, showing other people that they can do, you know, they can do it. They can grow and make some decent money cleaning windows. Heck yeah. <clears throat> people are doing it every day. I'm seeing these yeah. companies out here that, it's amazing, you know, with stories like yours and, and, you know, you're in one spot and you were at a, you know, in a spot where you're, you've gotten hardly any equipment and all this. Now you're in a much different spot, much better place. Uh, you're making good money and there's companies out there that are, I mean, I don't know, I would have never considered or even thought about it because uh, most people don't when they look around and they see your business, but they're doing millions and millions and millions of dollars and revenue cleaning windows. And obviously it's not just cleaning windows. You know that, uh, there's a lot of ancillary services and stuff like that, but, um, what, what's, what are, what are some of your goals and are goals important? Yeah, absolutely. Goals are huge. Um, I think, you know, one of my first goals was, was, uh, to hire somebody and, actually getting my first hire. my first hire was actually my old supervisor so i was working for this lady at a car dealership cleaning cars and then yeah i was telling her how i was starting this business because this was like my first winter when i started the company we like i barely even done anything yet but so um actually hiring somebody and and training them and you know realizing that you need to have some systems in place to get these people trained up. Like that was have somebody working for me, but then I that re really made me think on like, how am I going to hire a bunch of people and do all this? So then my next goal was pretty much like building a bunch of systems. And I guess <laughs> one of my goals too, I used to work with my brother and getting him out of the business because <laughs> having the right people in the business is all that matters like this year we have a really awesome team and i wouldn't trade it for anything but before looking back to when i didn't have that good team you know i was working like seven days a week people are missing shifts so i guess you know the goal of like structured lifestyle and uh, being able to go out and do other events and you know these days i don't clean many windows so everything really changed like my goals have definitely changed and that's actually one thing i'm trying to define right now I was like, you know, what does the future look like? Because I've kind of got to a point where I'm like, okay, now, now what do I do? Now, what's what are the next goals? And uh, we really want to start some more locations and impact more people. So those are the those are the next goals are you know impacting more and uh, and uh, lifting people up. Awesome, that's fantastic, man. And I know like you're striving that, and I can kind of see that. 
the way you've been uh, seeking out this knowledge and stuff. And, and as you know, here at Birdflow, we talk a lot about uh, structure and we talk a lot about your systems. But more than that, we talk about people. And uh, you said it, man, like having the right people in the right places with the right motivation. Uh, it's something we always say. And it's true. Uh, and you, you've seen that and you just basically said it like when you don't have those people in place and there's someone else there and they're trying to pull people down and, uh, they're not wanting to do the work or whatever it is, it can really hold you back from making progress. Absolutely. Yeah. And I guess, uh, a plug to bird flow is yeah, I seen them at IWCA, um, or not IWCA, the huge convention last year. And I got, I've seen the SOG model and it kind of blew my mind and I've actually implemented that this year. So it's really helped us, you know, have each person in their own lane. Cause before I figured like everybody was just crisscrossing and so now we're trying to keep everybody. It's like, well, you do this, I do this, I do this. Like if you need help, I'm going to help you. But yeah, don't, if you don't ask for help, then I'm, I'm not going to help you kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Well, it helps great. a lot of clarity came from that so yeah thanks you guys so cool man well thank you for the shout out on that uh and we're just happy that people are learning some stuff from this and and taking it and applying it and it's working in their businesses <clears throat> so let's talk about um let's talk about this concept of training and learning so let's start with like this learning aspect why Tell us why you're so obsessed with learning. You know, you you go into a huge convention and IWCA. You're you came to one of our trainings just here recently, and then almost immediately turned around and went to another one. What's yeah. what's the point of all this? Yeah, for sure. So one thing I kind of realized is that, um, like, if you're not talking to other people, you're talking to yourself, and sometimes you can get inside your own head, and you need to get these new ideas and outside perspectives just to to make you, to push you to grow because growth is uncomfortable. And, and uh, I learned for sure that like, when I'm just like thinking to myself and having the same thoughts every day, that's not going to make me change. What is going to make me change is, you know, listening to other ideas. And I, I used to just be a huge advocate for like hanging out with my friends, like my day one friends, like these are my homies. Like, I don't want to leave these. Guys. <laughs> and, uh, and I learned after a while, it's like, you know, we're, we're at a, at a friend's house one night and everybody's kind of just like partying. And I was just in the corner and I was like, man, I've heard this story like 80 times. Like I've been, <laughs> I've been around this for way too long. So I was like, I need to start being around different, different ideas. So that's when I started getting into audiobooks and learning and reading. And I went to my first conference and after I went to my first conference in 2017, I was like, Oh my God, I know what to do. I just got to get to work. So like had so many ideas and then I just started implementing it. Actually at the last conference I was at before I would be like writing notes down. Now I'm just like sending emails to my team. Hey, you need to start doing this. You need to do that <laughs> on this. So it's like, we're starting to really roll because it's not just like writing the ideas now. It's like implementing right away because you can forget something so fast. So yeah, having all these different uh, perspectives really <clears throat> helped me change the way I look at things and it's a, it's a work in progress. Like it doesn't happen overnight, but you just keep on, keep on learning, keep on staying hungry and 
yeah, that's really helped out. That's cool. <clears throat> well, and that's, uh, it's, you know, it's just true in all, all kind of aspects of life. We're talking about business and we're talking about your, your window cleaning business and, but in all aspects of life, the moment, you know, there's that saying, well, the moment you stop learning, you stop growing, right? Like, <clears throat> and we, uh, we don't know what we don't know until we go find out, <laughs> right? So that's the thing that we all should be doing in some way, shape or form, whether you said like, it's, it's a podcast like this, or it's a, uh, it's an ebook. It's, uh, just your old fashioned paperback or, or a conference. Um, and then surrounding yourself, <clears throat> you said something interesting. There's nothing wrong with your friends, right? Like your friends you had, they were good friends to you. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm assuming. Oh yeah. So hanging out with them, that's great stuff, but there does come a time where I think we all have to kind of surround ourselves with the kind of group, that is going to take our conversations to a different level, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, that's a big thing that we went over at Pivot Point was like the vision, our vision personally, and our business vision. I realized that like, you know, I'm, I'm casting my vision to my friends who, who really don't see it. And they're just like working their job nine to five, or, you know, some of them might work for themselves, but they're not like trying to grow a bigger bigger business where so I'm casting my vision to people that just don't see it and it's just kind of like I'm not I don't want to say I'm wasting my energy but if I've cast my vision to other people who really want to lift me up and be like hey you know this is what I've done you know this these are some pointers I give you instead of being like oh when it comes to our friends they're like oh yeah you know you think you can do that I don't know like they might be telling you or or just they kind of check out too. Sometimes they're like, just start staring off into space. Like I, you lost me at like, whatever. So I, you know, I realized that I got to channel my energy, and cast my vision where it's actually going to be, where it's going to be seen. Because you know, if if people aren't on the same uh, wavelength of you, it's just it's just going to be hard and a little stressful to try to like communicate with them and what you want to do so yeah yeah that that's uh man that couldn't be more true it's it really does make a difference and you're still around those people and you're still going to love on those people but oh, we yes. have to surround ourselves with those those group of people in whatever capacity that is and they're going to kind of pull us up and and like you say you know you're casting out these visions and all this so hey man that's exciting and for when you start hearing that feedback uh, and people are encouraging that, then that's what's going to make you pumped and makes you want to go to that next level, which is phenomenal. <clears throat> yeah. uh, so you're all into this learning, which is fantastic. Uh, and, and you're taking those steps to learn. And then obviously probably your team is over there and they're like, dude, Nick, stop going to these conferences. You're killing us. <laughs> yeah. uh, what do they think about that? Oh, they're super supportive. Like the last one I was at, I bring my operations manager with me. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, the teams, they're super supportive of it. Like I, I, I do a debriefing with them and let them know everything. You know, typically I'm talking to them every day. They're, 
I got some ideas or they just want to call me up and say, how's it going? What are you learning? Like, we're so excited. Um, we're all in it together. And I really want to start bringing my team with, with me. I know um, one thing that we were talking about was like, if your business wants to be growing at 60%, your leaders need to be growing at 60%. So I really believe that too. Like um, you got to keep them inspired as well too. Cause you know, going, getting these outside perspectives and, and just being around other people where you can talk freely, it really helps push the needle and, and create some community too. Cause there's, you meet people that turn out to be really good friends. Like I, I some of the guys I met at the first conference, I, I still talk to all the time. And, uh, people that I've met recently, they're like, Hey, you should come to this one with me. Like, I want to see you again. Or you see the same person at the next one and you just catch up and talk about things that are going on. So it's been great. Like, I just can't wait to take more of my team with me to these things as we just continue to grow this thing. So. That's cool, man. That's cool. And that's expired. That should be inspiring to all you listeners out there. Uh, if you're trying to grow your company, he said it like right there, you know, you have got to pour into your leadership teams. And that's what Nick's talking about is pouring into, he's pouring into his leadership. And that's kind of where I want to move this conversation to. So training, uh, I know after being around you a couple of times here and we've had a lot of different conversations, uh, you're really into teaching and training. So tell us a little bit of your thoughts on that. Yeah, so training is definitely a huge thing. Um, I can't remember where I heard this, but someone was talking about how their team members, they would hire them and within two weeks, they'd be working by themselves, whether it's in the office or, or in the field. And I don't like, I, I think there's like, you know, realisticness behind that. Like, you know, by themselves, definitely being watched. So I heard that and I was like, how can I do that? And that's when I started building a training program. I was like, all right, well, we're going to section it off into like level one, level two, level three, level four. And at first I used to just train people like level level one and then go into the field and see if they kind of sucked or not. And uh, I realized after a while, I'm like, hey, that's not the best idea. So now we have like, we got a commercial space last year, got a decent amount of room. So we, um, we bring the guys in and we train them for a, a week. We do level one, two, three, four. We get them on the squeegee. We get them to clean a window like a hundred times. Nice. You know, see how patient they are. There's some people that will clean it like five times and say they got it down. And then you go over there and they can't do it. And then it's, you, you learn real quickly. So I learned from my training progress program. It's on a, like vets the guys too. So like if I have the wrong guy, he's not going to complete the training program because it's, it's pretty extensive. So, and uh, anybody that we get in the office, we get them to do the technical side first and then they come into the office after. So anybody who's selling on the phone is going to know exactly what's happening in the fields. Cause we didn't want the people on the phone to be like not aware of what's going on out there. So Training's been yeah. huge. I developed, I don't even know how much time I've spent on this training program, but, but right now this year, and it's a good testament to it is we hired one guy, I think it was three weeks and he was by himself running and he, he actually just finished uh, today. And um, he's been doing really awesome. We hired another guy within, he was just strictly office, but he was like running on his own in a couple of weeks as well too. So, We've got a few more 
people coming in and this year like we've really figured out how to train people um, a lot better and it makes the experience a lot better when you come in and you know everything about the business before you even step out in the field like the customer feels great and then you feel great because you feel like you've been trained and i've definitely done it where i haven't trained the guys and they're like at a customer's house saying all these wrong things and i'm just like coming down damage control it's like all right well you can't be saying that and like you don't really want to be learning on the job like i mean there's times when you have to but um yeah yeah. so training as much as possible and all these events i go to like i have a little form on my phone that i just fill out and it goes into a spreadsheet and anytime i have new training ideas i just put them into there and like every quarter we like add more to the training that more so it's been it's been really good and i like it and i want to keep training and that's something i hope i can do one day it's you know help other people start businesses as well it's inspiring to be able to start your own thing and break through ceilings that you didn't realize you could break through and live a life you didn't realize was possible still Yes. Yes. And that's why I do what I do for that exact reason. Cause I, I love watching and hearing the, your, your story and like all these guys who are just blowing up and they're, they're having those same realizations that you are and seeing that it's inspirational to me. And I like to be around inspiring people. So, uh, yeah, uh, we're going to keep this up and we're going to have you on again. Um, so, we're, we're talking about learning. We talked about growing, talking about teaching. You're all about teaching. I think there's a lot of wisdom in that. And there's so many of these guys out here who are probably rushing through it. And I know it, you said something like uh, out of necessity. Sometimes it feels like a necessity to get it out, but there could be a lot lost because of that if they're not training. Right. And you've probably seen some of that. If you're doing damage, now you got to go do damage control. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I've seen a lot of that. <laughs> hands and toes how much i've seen of that so <laughs> definitely forge and fire like you've seen you've seen what not to do and, and it's like if you if you don't train them right you know what's gonna happen uh there's a quote out there it's like uh what happens if you train them and they leave well what happens if you don't train them and they stay uh so like you know and i was that that kind of like blew up in my mind and i was like i got all these guys i'm afraid of investing in their training but there's all these problems we're having and if they were trained properly we probably wouldn't be having these problems so yes yes taking the time doing it right just like it and it's just like a job you take your time you do it correctly it doesn't mean doesn't mean you don't do it efficiently and get it done properly uh but just like that training these guys you do it efficiently you do it properly you send them out and now they're a great investment for you and for themselves because they feel confident what to do it which that's that's the way to do it nick you've got it uh and yeah one one thing i'll add too is like with uh with starting the training program just start with like something like every day when when i when i hear a an issue or an opportunity come up i'm like okay is that in the training program or not like and I just try to implement it as fast as possible because uh, like version one is better than version none. Like you just got to start with something and then yeah. build on it because it, it will just start to, to overflow. But just, yeah, get those ideas and harness them together and, and 
put them in one place. That's one of my biggest issues is that I had so many ideas all over the place. And now I use a project management software called ClickUp. And that has like really helped me focus in and keep everything in one spot. So yeah. it's been great. Yeah. Using those tools. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so we're kind of at this part in the show where I like to do this one thing. So um, if you'll give like one big thing, one essential kind of uh, must or something that you believe someone starting out or early in the process or, or really just struggling with taking their business to the next level uh, from an early stage, what should they do? What's something they should do early on uh, that is kind of a must? I would say... Um, get somebody working for you right away. Start building your leadership skills because if you want to really grow a business, and that's that's a choice you got to make is like, do you want to be self-employed or do you want to grow a team of people? I guess that's the first decision you really need to make is if you do want to start that path of leadership, then you need to uh, start learning on how to guide people. And so I would say the first thing is finding people, learning how to find the right person and focusing also on your vision, figure out what you want to do. And when you figure out what you want to do, find people that want to do what you want to do. Cause I learned the hard way working with my brother. Like I wanted to do this. He wanted to do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> seven years working together. And it was just like constantly like, yeah, pulling two sides of a rope. Like if we were rowing together, we would definitely start moving, but we were just spinning in circles. So it was, it was a bit of a nightmare. <laughs> Um, so I would say, yeah, like make those hires, but make sure you're getting the right people. Maybe don't work with family unless you know, you're going to work well with them. Um, yeah. Make sure that people have the same vision as you, because if they don't, um, it's just not going to work out. And I know it takes a while. Like when I first heard vision, mission and values and stuff, I was like, what does this even mean? I have no idea. <laughs> like, and then eventually I was like, oh, that's what that is. And then I was like, oh, that's what culture is like. We got good culture now. That's what good culture feels like. So, uh, so yeah, just start building that culture. Start with one person, build them up, get them to do the work for, for you, get them working on their own, and, and then find other great people to work with. And don't be afraid to hire because hiring is, like, the best the best part. Having a good team is, like, liberating. So, it's awesome. Good advice. I love it. Now let's take a sh and avoid something they should avoid at all costs if possible. Something they should avoid. Um, shiny objects. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, there's, I, I think per, like once you start making some money, um, being really selective on what you spend it on. Cause I got so many tools and, pieces of equipment that I have here that I should probably just sell because I never use them, but just spent money on silly, silly investments of like things I saw online. I'm like, Oh, we need this. This is going to be great. Like a gutter back. Like I bought that thing. I've used it. Like, I don't even know six times. And I've had <laughs> but a, a lot of things at the beginning is like, if I took that money and like just, invested it in people and got people going door to door and handing out flyers that would have kept my business just growing and uh, i was just like oh i need this next tool this is gonna make it so much better but i really yeah 
I would say don't don't fall for the shiny objects. Focus on people. Don't buy the equipment because the good people are don't even really need that good of equipment. So Yeah. Yeah, I know that that's excellent advice too. And it's not the first time uh, I've heard that on this show. <laughs> There's a lot of you guys uh, know, and, and you've been there kind of long enough. And so um, that's great information, especially when so many guys have said it consistently uh, that these new guys out there building guys don't go for the shiny objects. I've said it on here before. If you come and clean my windows, I don't care what kind of truck you're driving. I don't care what kind of equipment you've got. If you do a fantastic job, I want you back. If you do a junky job and you're driving the fanciest stuff with the fanciest equipment, I'm not having you back on my on at my house. So I think everyone would feel that way. And uh, that's a great lesson uh, to, yeah. to tell everybody on that. All right, man. Uh, Nick, tell us you have anything else, any final thoughts? For, for our listeners out there on business, on life, on, on le- learning and training and growing your business? Um, I would say just get really passionate about leadership and building other people up. Start reading some books. It's like everybody says the E-Myth. The E-Myth is like a blows your mind. Then you read Traction and that's another one that just gets a little bit deeper. And um, there's just so many other good books i recently just read who not how and like talk once again talks about the who's the people around you that's kind of what inspired me to get around different who's so you know get around some new who's get to know some other people get some outside perspectives and you know joe to john yeah work with give me a shout uh just talk to people who can uh who have done it uh, don't try to reinvent the wheel, you know, be curious and ask lots of questions. So that's all I would say. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, great words from Nick. Um, Nick, we can't thank you enough for coming on the show. Uh, sounds like earlier you were telling me the, the snow is melting in Canada where you're at in Calgary. So that's a good thing. Business is about to start booming. Uh, yeah. Stuff's going to start budding and flowering and everybody's going to need some stuff cleaned, which is yeah. Should, can't should be really <laughs> can't wait. Uh, and I think from what I understand, a lot of our listeners are probably uh, going through the same thing. It's that time of year. And that's fantastic. So once again, thank you so much, Nick, uh, for all you listeners out there. Uh, go back, check out some of the other podcasts. Make sure you listen to this. Share it. Uh, if you have questions out there, everyone, just just shoot us some questions. Um, and make sure uh, any of you people over there in, in Calgary, if you hear this, you listen to this, call Nick and WAP Clean Window Cleaning. Make sure you you get their service because those dudes are doing some outstanding work over there. You know it's true. So thank you so much for listening to us today on the Under Pressure podcast where we're talking about all things business under pressure. Have a good day. Thanks for having me. See ya.